gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. What's happening everybody and welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. I'm your host for this week, I'm Derry Kerlin and today we are discussing ICW's first main event of the year. In fact, first main event of the decade, uh, the square go. Um, now before I introduce the panel, please make sure you subscribe to all our social media channels. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you name it, we're on it, at suplexretweet.com. Now, uh, the panel, with every square go, we did a number of different characters, and tonight we've got that in abundance. Here we go. <laughs> first up is the idiot character, total jobber, Few seconds and he's in and out, and I'm not talking about his sex life. It's Stephen Wilson. Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> you alright? I don't know why I was hoping that was me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, happy to be here. Good, good to have you. Next up, you have the comedy character, big, confident, makes everybody laugh, and it's Ollie's least favourite ring announcer. It's the man here himself, Quacko Aji. How are you, buddy? I'm not that yourself. Nah, I'm good, man, I'm it's good. Pretty accurate. You suck, Quacko! <laughs> you and Ollie are boo. <laughs> Up next is the Iron Man, or woman. Puts in a great performance, and you know she always puts in. Everybody appreciates the effort she does. It's Stacey Smith. How are you, Stacey? Oh, that was lovely. Well, that's I'm a nice, that's a nice one for everybody else. <laughs> Excuse me! <laughs> <laughs> Up next is the evil character. Pure evil. Tries to convince everybody he's all nice and nicey. But we know he's pure evil. He's so evil, in fact, he's missing his own mother's birthday tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's Gary Kernan. It's your mum as well. Nah, no, don't tell us about all of you, son. See, that's a true part of an evil character. You know, when, uh, when I was leaving school in our school yearbook, uh, I was voted the most nicest and the most caring. And I came home and I said to Derry, can you believe I've spent six years with these people and they don't know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> Biggest trick the devil ever killed was convincing people he didn't exist. And that's his footsteps I follow in. Yes, 100, I 100% I'm good. Good, good. Last, no means least, he needs someone to capture those magic moments. It's not an easy job, someone's got to do it. He needs someone with a lot of skill, with a camera, <laughs> and of course, Sarah Greaves. How did I know uh, that? <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. Your job is equally important as everybody else's. Yes! That's why she had a front row seat on the show. Yeah, that's why I had such a good seat. I got some pretty damn good pictures, I'll have you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you mind what pose I got? She was in prime spot for when people were climbing into the ring quite quickly. The so. crotch shot queen. <laughs> it could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> Hi. Hi, how are you? you good? I'm good. Thank, good. thank you for bringing me in, Derek. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, guys, like we said, tonight we're going to discuss uh, the swear goal that's happened last Sunday there in SWG3. So we just crack on with the first match, shall we? Mm-hmm. Yep. First match um, was a zero G title match between Leighton Buzzard and Liam Thompson. Um, Stephen, good mm-hmm. opener. Uh, yeah, it was solid. Well, to begin with, anyway, as the match kind of started, I'm still 
I'm really confused still about Leighton's change of character. Yeah. yeah. Because for about six months at the end of last year, he was the hottest thing that's company had going. And as then, a face, you should say. As a face, yeah, as exactly. A face, exactly. I remember that night in the garage when they cut the promo from the crowd on Joe Henry. Mm. Oh. It was absolute magic. Mm-hmm. And then they just decided, no, we're just going to flip him. And then it's. If you look at the match itself, I enjoyed it without any expert, but I found it hard to kind of get the chemistry on it because I wasn't really feeling that whole Leighton as a heel yet, really. Mm-hmm. Stacey, yeah. what do you think of this whole Leighton as a heel? Um, I think it's going to take some getting used to. I think just because obviously when he was with Joe Hendry at the beginning, being his intern, it was very much like Rose rooting for Leighton and the to break free from Joe Hendry. Finally he did and he was just seemed like such a nice guy and now it's just like, oh hang on. Now I have to just change everything that I thought about him. Mm-hmm. So it, it was weird when he came out because when he came out everybody was still cheering him and he was mm-hmm. trying to do his promo. Yes, but yeah, everybody was still booing him. Yeah. Uh, cheering him, sorry. Yeah, well there was no real reason to boo him apart from the promo. There was nothing being done to build up to this moment. That's why his face turn was so good because you could see it coming mm-hmm. and we just wanted him to turn, turn and Henry mm-hmm. stand up for himself. So when it happened, it was a big moment and as the guys just said a second ago, his uh, moment at Shugs when he beat Joe was amazing. He was the hottest thing in the company, which is why he then ended up here in the second night at Shugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, he was the hottest thing in the company, but his momentum since then I don't think has been capitalised on and indeed I think in the next fight club after that he immediately lost he's lost he's lost in pretty much most of the shows I think he's I don't know if was his win over Liam for the title his only win after Shugs yep and no because yep. Um, he beat uh, Kieran Kelly oh, so he did that but that was on the same night that yeah, was the same yeah. when he games, like so. completely remanded it so he became he got the number one contender spot but he like cast it in early on the Liam Thompson open challenge, so that's where he, he did this Christmas shopping all in one go. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what are you thinking about it? I'm not gonna lie, I can't stand this match. Like, I'm gonna basically say how it is. I guess Liam Thompson mark in this podcast. Yeah. It's not. It's not even through lack of the actual guys that are in the ring. There was an, absolutely no storytelling, and that's what a wrestling match should all be about. Like. We keep discussing um, Leighton's heel turn, that it came out absolutely out of nowhere. Like, if there was a story leading to it where he actually does a wee heel turn and cheating to win, cheating to retain, but that was like one title defence against what the guy that he lost, but he won it from, tried to win it in the exact same way, and it just blew up in his face. And I, I, I didn't enjoy it. It's through the lack of storytelling, I was just like, there's absolutely no point to that title already whatsoever. Like, I, I do see where you're coming from. There were there were some aspects so like he did low blow him to win mm-hmm. and um, he did cut that promo. I'm convinced he's stared at me, I don't know, but well, uh, where he said, some people have been talking about how I won and I said, you did your Christmas shopping quickly. I'm like, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, so there was that, yes, but it's just the fact that even when he was with Joel Hendry, people were cheering him on because they wanted him to break free, especially when he had that moment with James Storm mm-hmm. when he got power bombed onto this mm-hmm. thumbtacks trying to protect Ravy Davy. 
and Joel is saying you, you fool why you're protecting your friend yada yada and people have always like won them on to kind of break free of all that they love the Kieran yeah. Kelly matches and stuff so it was just a bit yeah weird there's just no storytelling to that yeah. that was basically my memory see the thing is you know, Quacko mentions obviously there was the low blow aspect mm-hmm. in that match where he won the title but from the shugs you, we were waiting on Leighton getting his big triumphant next moment be it either winning the, some people were calling him win the world title so obviously the zero yeah. G was a more logical option but mm-hmm. for him to win it with a low blow it felt cheap in that aspect of it and then for it to turn around and be like well it's just he's going to get his comeuppance by losing again mm-hmm. to a low blow I mean a face should never win a match with a low blow no come no. on Anyone, you know it was bad enough when Leighton did it when he was a face yeah. the first time I didn't like that aspect of the finish you know I mean, the short title reign would make sense if that was to facilitate a heel turn. So he's mm-hmm. gone all out to win the title and then he loses it in his first defence. You could then see the hissy fit, the, the cutting, you know, maybe if the fans, you could imagine the scenario where he stands in the ring afterwards, the fans chat, clap on him, he has a bit of a hissy fit, he's, and then cuts mm-hmm. the promo on the fans. That would have made sense to have mm-hmm. done then. But it just felt like almost like oh we need another heel so oh it will turn it just didn't feel like enough to it and I I agree with you Sarah when I was looking at the card going in I wasn't excited as excited about the undercard as I think I should have been because they're all stellar matches but I looked at it and I I don't know to be wrong in this instance which I was in some ways pleased to be but looking at it I didn't see any surprises or any shots and I thought the undercard was going to be really predictable Mm -hmm. I mean I was wrong but for that reason I found some of the matches harder to get into Mm -hmm. I think that's like see the last time the Leighton went up against Liam for the Zero G it was at the very first Gonzo show and Leighton was the over the top baby face and Liam was playing the heel in that match oh yeah and that worked out in storytelling so to have it completely flipped and it basically seemed like that like the Gonzo matches are just wee bits extra instead of adding to the story. Mm-hmm. It ju- it just seems like completely it wasn't, it wasn't stupid. It wasn't organic either. I mean, see if you look at that whole like zero G. If there was anybody who has a natural heel turn going on, it's Kieran Kelly. Oh yeah. yeah. Kieran Kelly's one. He's not one in God knows how long. He's mm-hmm. I mean, he lost. No offense, but he lost to a guy Daz Black, who is an up and comer. Yeah. He's gonna be great, but he's not quite there yet. So. He seemed like the more logical yeah. if you're going to have turn one of them. And yeah. they pointed, they point, the commentators pointed that defeat out in commentary yeah. mm-hmm. during the square go. Um, everything that I'm thinking has been said by by everyone else in here. Just, I just don't know, don't know what's next. That's a that's a good point actually. What is what is next for these two guys? What these? Well, something better. Well. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Who can you see them going up against? Who's going to challenge? Who's going to challenge? I think there's going to be more to this, but at the same time, going by something that which we are going to hear at the break, our square goal winner may have a little say in this. I don't oh, he's know. He's not going to cash in at the zero G, is he? No. I know they. I know they can do it on any championship. But talk about like, just, just remember. Can become women's champion. <laughs> well, well <laughs> oh, 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 that thought. Yeah. <laughs> well, he, right. he, he, well, he did fight. He did beat Kaylee Ray last year, right before she became NXT yeah. UK Women's Champion. Yes, for Women's Champion twenty. <laughs> so, <laughs> so other than the women's title, where do you see where do you see the two guys? <laughs> 
that escalated. <laughs> <laughs> I can see Leighton doubling down. I think he's going to have to double down on this heel gimmick to to try and mm-hmm. get it over. Mm-hmm. So I can see a lot more sort of promo work coming up, a lot more sort of the fans. Which is who can you put him in which is popular enough to help facilitate the turn because he was yeah. he was mega popular at yeah. the time. If you're looking at anybody, something like a Grado doesn't really need that can help put him back on the, on the right track, you know? Mm-hmm. Good show. It's really, really hard to tell. It just seems like a weird... It's like a direction that you don't know where the hell he's headed and you you just can't picture it. So I I couldn't even begin to imagine that hopefully this has not stopped him down in his tracks because it just is like, when are they going to pull the trigger? That's when we usually ask about heel turns, but this one is like, wait a minute, did they even load the gun? Because mm-hmm. in... This aspect, they didn't really even load the gun, so. It's pirate ships lost in the Black Sea. Yeah. <laughs> it's the pirate, the pirates of the Caribbean. In some ways, I, I kind of. In some ways, I kind of like that we don't know where they're going with it. Yeah, I like yeah. that unpredictability. I don't like it all to be laid out as naturally. I also feel the same about what's next. I, I feel the same about Liam. Um, I'd like to see the end of the sink stuff. Oh, yeah. It's the fact that Liam waited so long to get that singles title and now he's a two times ERG champion in the space of like a few months. Yeah. Like that's probably the only good thing. If you need someone to put something over, Liam Thompson's a good person to do it. Yeah. So he used to hold it for a while as well. I would say he used to hold it for a And the zero G's been hot shotted about quite a bit. Yeah. It's been passed about more than is it Steven at a party? <laughs> <laughs> You've been a bit of many parties with me. Dave's triple. Dave, what do you think about Liam Thompson? Do you think he needs to hold the belt for a while, or do you think do you see it just going back and forth again like it has? I hope he holds it for a while because then, because if not, then it just seems as though people are just getting thrown together for matches and just winning for the sake of winning. So hopefully, if he holds it for a while, then. Some actual storylines can be built around it and say why the people are going for it, why they're fighting against Liam for it, and I just think that's what they need. So, well, in my opinion, yeah. anyway. Mm-hmm. So to sum up, decent, ma- decent match, even though there wasn't any real storylines, mm-hmm. but the ending was a bit meh because of the logo for a, for a baby face. Yeah. yeah. Agree with that? Yeah. Right. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yep. Mm-hmm. Nice one? Yeah. Now the next bit, which got everybody up and in arms, everybody was going off that dinger. <laughs> it was uh, um, Jackie Portman or Justin Jacks, as he's now known. Just Jackson. Sorry. Just Jackson. Derek Derek can't do a short hand take speak at all. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what's LOL? <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just going to call him Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> so Jackie came back out, place went mental, different look, into the ring, 
in the next minute, everybody, the game, guy Rob that was with us was like, is that Jeff Jarrett? I was like, not me, not me. And then he's very you know how those memes where you, they say like I'm gonna tell my grandkids this was blah. You should have just went, yep, yeah, that's yeah, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Sarah, how good was it to see these two back? It was incredible. I think like, see, because we hadn't seen Jackie since since Shugs, and that's like that very emotional. I don't know when I'm gonna be back. And when they were doing like those little vignettes and like other videos. Like you, you had like anybody who says they knew exactly who that was about is clearly a liar, or you were told mm-hmm. through the surprise. What one? And um, like the whole letters, the, the like letter the letters finished. Yeah. I thought it was Sweeney. Well, see, see, there you but go. But yeah, so if, if you knew that was Jackie coming back as just Jack, uh, just Jackson, then you're either a liar or you were told and ruined the surprise. Mm-hmm. But I think like see when it came up with that, we're just like, right, okay, maybe like this is how they're going to introduce D back. But then it's just like the UST and then the AXN. You're like, that makes no sense. <laughs> and then the J's appeared, and you, it it, t- it takes a wee second to click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was the remix of "I'll Be Back Again." I was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> wait a minute. Turn around, and Jackie was at the top of the ramp. And I haven't heard the place explode like that in a while yeah. until like a few minutes later. <laughs> when, like, the variation of "House of the Rising Sun" happened, yeah. and DCT appeared back. Again, looking like an actual rock star, but I don't see when it comes to like this look, it suits his heel persona, not his babyface persona yeah. in a way. Like he was a really badass heel when he was leaving leaving the majority of Scottish promotions, and when he was going around Australia, he was that badass heel, and he, it was like he wouldn't take shit from anybody. And making him the babyface with like his completely different look. It doesn't make sense, but I am incredibly interested to see where they go with it. Quacky is a big Jackie fan. Well, bag fan of both, <laughs> really. <laughs> like, I've got countless DCT t-shirts and a bandana that's signed by him as well. So yeah, I, I know. Like, I like the. I'm sure. Oh, he's I like DCT, I should say. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, um, but I think for this feud, it doesn't need to have like a straight-faced babyface or straight-faced heel. It just needs the two of them that just hate each other, long-term friends, uh, training together, uh, tagging together, did everything together, now they hate each other. And that's all it needs. Yeah, because you, you still got that unfinished business that they had over the actual ICW World Heavyweight Championship. Exactly. The headlock held around the world. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> chinlock that was uh, the end of DCT's <laughs> title run. So we've gone from just talking a moment ago of uh, a match that lacked stories to an angle that was that's really cool. rich in story. Yeah. And it's nice to see that thread continue. And it's interesting because Jackie comes out massive face pop oh, yeah. and people delighted to see mm-hmm. him DCT comes out to the same and with the vignettes that you were talking about Sarah I think in the, at, at Fear and Loathing when the DCT one played everybody knew from mm-hmm. that minute who it was mm-hmm. so his reappearance was less surprising yeah. but Jackie's was very mm-hmm. surprising I thought that was really good and a nice bit of storytelling where it goes with these two is the faces um 
remains to be seen. Um, I may be the only one in this, but I'd have thought that would have been a wonderful way to start the square goal, number one and number two. And I, I actually kind of liked it wasn't mm -hmm. part of the square goal, because we all thought, yeah, yeah, D's going to come back, he's going to be in the square goal. Like, that yeah. took the unpredictability away from it, because nobody saw this wee segment coming, so it wasn't advertised, mm -hmm. it was no, just like that wee surprise to break everything The only thing up. that kind of swayed me away from DCTP in the square goal is, traditionally, if you want to have a big return, well, I would, I would say this, you go for 50, you go number 30, you wait till it's the last particular yeah, point, but yeah. because, because as you'll talk about later, Derek, with you who was number 30 beforehand, you a lot of the numbers, that same predictability wasn't there, could you imagine, say, DCT comes out at 29, and then we had what happened, we look at the Patsy, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. not the yeah. same impact, you know, so I think this is probably the best way to return yeah. DCT, I think. Yeah. I have never been so glad to wear my Polo Promotions top <laughs> to an ICW <laughs> Yes, my Livingston top. Um, I loved it. Like I, I just loved seeing them both back. think I preferred seeing Jackie back more than DCT, but um, I, I just loved it. But I'm just a bit gutted that DCT can pull off red lipstick better than I can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I feel you. Yeah. It's alright. Steve, are you talking about that as the girls are? Oh, I, I know. It's just, it's a hard look to pull off, isn't it? It is. Yes. I, I'm told. Yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. lie, we all seen you there with your lippy on. Yeah. Sunday. Like, the the Laura shows us pictures, it's yeah. alright. The, the, the glam rock god, no. I did not sell bowling club on a Saturday night, Steve, <laughs> we know about you. What, what I like though is, is <laughs> there was, there's clearly the fact that kind of the threw back immediately to the fact that it was Jackie Polo who wrote off uh, mm -hmm. DCT from ICW, but at the same time, it's they're both completely different. Right? Back then, it was you know the cowboy just justice versus the international sex hero. Now it's the glam rock god DCT versus the world against the power whatever side. whatever Jackie it's is meant to, whatever he's meant to be. So like a reset on his character. I think. Uh, the power button he's got. Yeah. You know, it's like one thing that I thought would have kind of made sense though would be, obviously Coach is now with uh, Jason Reed, and obviously he's with him rather than DCT. I thought it would have been good for DCT to go back with Jackie, and then they could have a kind of feud with Jason Reed and Coach. I thought you were going to say he went with deep with, with, yeah, coach, with Coach, you know? I, I, can't, I can't wait till they come face to face. It's just like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Yeah. Oh, I, I loved the warden. He yes. Was, he was amazing. Mm -hmm. And that uh, concert he did when the oh, coach was singing oh, Home and Away. Best money I have oh, ever spent. Wow. I, mean, I would concert. pay money to see that man sing Home and Away again. <laughs> the, the best improvisation at a wrestling show ever. Oh, yeah. the, rings, the rings fell apart. Right out, coach. <laughs> Stephen, this show would be a lot better if you would sing Home and Away just now. No, uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you you do want people to scratch subscribe, don't you, Gary? <laughs> so in terms of the, the small snippet we got, do you think that was good? Did you expect it to be any more, any less? You know, Jackie sort of jumping out of the crowd and sort of going away. What did he make a just right? It, it was good. Like people calling him a shy bag. It's like, well, with all fairness, I'd run away if I was lying on the yeah. table and someone's going to body slam me. Yeah. I'd run away and all. So he's not exactly a shy bag. 
Oh, he's definitely not a shite bag of rain. He won't, he, won't, he won't behind Gary. Not the best protection in the world. If you're the Mitchell brothers. <laughs> this is. Uh, I'm looking forward to what comes next, and I'm sure it's going to lead to a match at Shugs, yeah. and that will mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. That'll be nice. That'll be a highlight. Yeah, nice. yeah definitely. But that's the thing I, I keep on saying about Jackie Bolton. People that uh, say to me, like, why do you like him so much? Like, why? Because he always gets you gripped and you, you, he just pulls you along so, and you're you're just you're just a dummy and you're suckered in. Was it you or somebody else that's called him, that compared him to like the Scottish version of Chris Jericho the way he invents himself? I didn't, but I somebody, would, somebody I, did. Maybe, maybe well. Chris. I can't remember who it was. Somebody in the crowd mm-hmm. compared them to the well, Scottish version. I can't remember. I'll take. I'll take. It wasn't really, but maybe to know it was me. But, but he has, he has, a, he has a tons of characters, you know. Yeah, and and the thing is, we've spoken to people in interviews that have said. Jackie gave me this advice to go with it and just amplify it so much more and people have bought into my character more because of that advice and that's the kind of thing that he does. He just knows how to keep you gripped. Yeah. Yeah. And then we seen um, DCT then, you know, I'm fucking back and giving Simon a big cuddle and stuff like that. I thought I would have liked to have seen him just a wee bit more darker during that bit instead of giving Simon, I mean it was obviously nice to see the two mates back together and stuff like that, but I'd have liked to see him just being a wee bit more darker and just sort of leaving the ring and walking away and making mm. it a bit more mysterious. What do you guys think about that? Or else did you yeah, think that, it was, that makes sense. Think it, was, it was nice to see that. It was a heartwarming moment and don't get me wrong, it was hilarious when he kissed Simon. Because yeah. like, I, I had like the clear view of Simon and bright lipstick all over him, it was just like, yeah, he's clearly had a good night. And, like, <laughs> Now with the glam rock gods. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we're all really looking forward to seeing oh, yes. yeah. what yeah. happens. Oh, yes. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, you said you see a shot there in the SEC, a match at Shugs panning out then for this? I hope so. It's got to be. It's, yeah. a, big, it's, it's a big money. It's a big money match, and ICW has yeah. come time for these two guys, you know. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if they actually pulled the trigger at like one of the next three shows and not at Shugs. Yeah. Would not surprise me. Probably yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm not sure. Or probably all the way Good match. Not the, not, not, not the fight. The, no disrespect to the two of them because they are they are both good. They are both keep putting on good matches, but this the dish, the chemistry just was not there. No. Both before the match and during and during the match, you know, it was it's a shame for the because Ava was at a stage of her title reign where she needs to be established herself. She needs yeah. to have proper feuds. This felt like a one and done type feud, and that's yeah. not what you need when you're trying to establish a division, which many people have said is probably ICW's weakest between that and the tag division Zero G and the world type picture. I want to be really positive about the show full stop I find this difficult um, I give ICW credit for doing something different and we really needed some different women's matches because the roster was is and was wafer thin 
and we'd seen all the different combinations we did. We'd seen multiple rematches throughout. The build to this match could have been better. It, indeed, when you think back to it, a seed was planted at Fear and Loathing where Isla Dawn actually stood beside, us. stood beside us and Derek said to me, well, there's Anastasia. <laughs> <laughs> we were both incredibly to intoxicated by that point because we would have, uh, every round was two pints of lager and a, a hooch. And we were on, you know, round six or seven by this point. Um, <laughs> And this was the second match, wasn't it? <laughs> so, the seats have been planted, but then they went off and did this little sort of mini tournament, which I don't think, I would have just preferred, you know, Avo to have come out in the ring, Isla Dawn made the challenge, and then we're off to the races. See what you said, they planted the seats. She didn't even come out in an Avo match. It was the one with uh, Viper and Kaylee Ray yes. versus... Angel, um, Angel, Angel Hayes, Hayes and Zaya Brookside. Zaya Brookside. She didn't even come out oh, doing, a, doing a table match. Well, I told you I had a lot to drink last week. <laughs> 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 so, I think the issue is... Uh, <laughs> could we actually just book a wrestling show based on Gary's drunk thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> That would be a show. Just, just Gary coming in and dropping everybody. Uh, but if you, the thing about Isla Donna, see, since she's came back into ICW, she's not really had anything sustainable in terms of a feud. She's kind of just been there and there about. She's had matches to help put other people over. It's been one and done jobs. Yeah, so when you actually put her in an established feud for the championship, it's a bit harder to kind of build it. I think that's probably the issue that maybe in the time that we had the feud between uh, Casey and Avil, they could have been building up a lot of these folks. Obviously, Sarah and Quacko both know a lot more of these names very much better than I do. And establish a bit of an undercard division, I think it's fair to say. I just want to say with Isla Dawn, I think she is incredibly talented. I think she's some of her work in NXT UK, and we obviously cover NXT UK on ESSR Extra. I think she's had done some really good work. Yeah, of course, before we feel the most popular well, show on the network. <laughs> Make one mistake, you get, you get, you get, you get, you get, you call your own show by the wrong name and people don't let you forget it. You give an answer in a quiz and two years later know, you still get it. that was a silly it. answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think she's done some really great work in NXT, I think she's underutilised in NXT UK and um, would like to see her used more. But given, you know, we've seen some NXT UK stars be used to give a bit of a rub. Because she's been underutilised in NXT UK, she didn't. She doesn't come into this as a red hot opponent for Evo, which is why the build needed to be a wee bit more, in my view. Sarah, you just mentioned the um, women's division fairly lack at the moment. Uh -huh. Let's hear some. <laughs> let's hear some of the mountains of names you've got there. Uh, well, let's just compete in it. Well, but basically, just the fact I. I wanted to care about this match. God love me, I wanted to care about this match. And I just couldn't. I just couldn't. Mm -hmm. But see the names. I mean, first of all, you had the Woke Queens that were on the pre-show match, yep. mm -hmm. which, um, hot take, that should have actually replaced the women's title match. The women's title match should have probably been on the pre-show. Not, I'm not even going to lie and people can come at me. Don't really care. But 
you've got Dedek Hytel, you've got Valkyrie. I mean, Valkyrie is making her debut for NXT UK in two weeks. And getting vignettes on. And, 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 and she's getting vignettes, which mm-hmm. means that they're shit hot on her, basically. Yeah. You've got, like, yes, you've got Angel Hayes, but it's slowly becoming what was Casey and Abel is now Casey and Angel Hayes. So that is just, it's going in the same direction that you don't want it to go in. I want Kayla Ray and Viper as far away as I can possibly get them from ICW right now because they don't need to be there. You've got like so many other women, I mean, if just down the road in the Shawlands, you can book an entire card mm-hmm. with women yeah. from up and down the UK, across from Ireland, it shouldn't be hard to bring in the odd name every now and again or even start building up that new division. Yeah. I mean, you've got Aisha Raymond, you've got mm-hmm. Raven Creed, you've got Katie Harvey, who's Katie's one of, considered one of the best Irish wrestlers. Bring her along. You've got who else? We've got Rio. We've got Giselle Shaw, who's the new Fierce Females Champion. You've Amy got Alonzi. Amy Alonzi, Emily Hayden. You've got so yeah. many people. And if, if one tiny little promotion that is minuscule in comparison to how worldwide and popular ICW is can do it, why the hell can ICW not do it? You yeah. talk about uh, Emily Hayden's a good example. Emily Friend of the show, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she, yeah, she was in ICW before. And mm-hmm. you look at the working fierce females, obviously, you guys talk a lot about them. Yeah. I've graps about how oh, that last. Patchy uh, Puff, I used to. <laughs> about, how, about how that lassie has got a toaster over. Yeah, you can get a toaster over. Used to have both said, I think it was Quack who said to me, that toaster and Emily were the most over thing of that last fierce female show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if somebody's putting that amount of work in, surely these type of things should go more notice and we get a more expanded division because it'd be an absolute amazing if they had a more expanded women's division because there's so many talented women in ICW and across the US. That's what makes me want to care and that's why I do, and I will wholeheartedly admit, I care more about Fierce Females than I do about the ICW women's division right now and probably will for a long time until they actually start booking things properly and give us something to actually care about. Yeah. If anyone's listening to this, like... It is the what I say. If anyone's listening to this, I mean we the people, people that. Are listening. Nah, we, we, we well, well, we hope people, are, but <laughs> we. I mean, like the people that book book things. That's what I mean by that. If people, if people are the the people that book things, listen. Um, whenever they do Twitter Q and A's, they always ask what. It's always that question of what are they going to do around uh, the women's division. Who are you going to bring in? Yada yada yada. Just to give you and they pers- don't let you do it. Just to give you a perspective, um, Sarah and I wrote an article, 10 women that we would like to see booked, or booked more often at ICW. Correct me if I'm wrong, Stephen, was that not one of the most popular articles out there? Is well, it still- on suppletretweet.com, it's probably, it was one of our top articles of 2019. So there's a sign that people are crambling for it. Make it happen. Yep. When you look at other companies like the WWE, how call it the women's division is there, and you see that ICW missing a trick. Yeah, absolutely, because they don't know what... My honest opinion, and I really don't care if anyone doesn't like this, I think that they want to see the women's division fade away to nothing and focus more on the men. But that's what I truly, truly believe. That was our best article of of all time, by the way. Of all time. There we go. Gary? I'm not sure I was. I would go as far as saying. <laughs> <laughs> saying I'm very passionate. That ICW don't want this division to Bath succeed. Uh, I think they. <laughs> I think they, they clearly want it uh, to 
to succeed, otherwise they wouldn't be booking it. But I can see why Sarah makes that point. There is, Sarah just listed off the names of people. Uh, there's lots of them out there. I credit ICW for, for the work they're doing with Angel Hayes to start to build mm-hmm. somebody new. Mm-hmm. But Sarah makes the point that your new people need to have other people to wrestle against. So yes. if Angel Hayes yeah. is going to go around and wrestle the same people, those matches are going to quickly tire out. When the difference in the men's division, there are so many more people. So somebody new comes in, they can have a different opponent every fight club. Mm-hmm. I can't do you that with the women's division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, see if they've just brought in one one name that's different, you would get some wee bit hype, especially people that, like, Eve can book an entire show, few females can book an entire show based mm-hmm. around a few women. Yeah. It does not take much to just fire an email yeah. and say, would you like to come work for us sometime? Yeah. And Sarah mentioned uh, the ladies that wrestle in Ireland. Well, we know ICW is not a first to bring yeah. talent in from Ireland because mm-hmm. I think there was seven uh, competitors in the square goal that seven, came uh, across yeah. from Ireland. So there's no shortage. You know, there's not yeah. a desire. It's not like they're against bringing people in mm-hmm. for those points. Yes. Um, ICW have used like Alexa Vega before Anastasia. Um, not and Vega, no. Actually, not the not no, Vega, not Vega, Vega, no. Um, but but why not? Like, all depends on if they like them or not. Well, Anastasia's been in a few times, so it'd be good to see her back. Little Miss Roxy, she's been in a few matches as well. Like, bring her back. Mm. Just widen it. So. Even if it's just people that they've had before, bring them back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just going back to the match then, guys, would you say the, the right person won in terms yeah, of... Yeah, I think so. Right, who else was going to win? What would, like, what are we going to, what are we going to see next for Abel? No. No one knows? No, it's quite not knowing. It depends. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if they pull the trigger quickly on Angel Hayes, but I don't think she's nah, quite she's there not, yet. she's not quite ready, no. so... I can probably see Viper or Kayla Ray getting thrown back into the mix for a wee while. Would not surprise me. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the, the dark match then. Um, before that, Sarah, <laughs> you know these uh, the old queens, the, 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 the um, ladies that were in the match, two brilliant wrestlers. I love them so We would much. love to see these guys getting They're, involved. Well again, like in the article that me and Quappy wrote, Debbie Keitel and Valkyrie are both women that I said single competitors would be more than capable and Debbie Keitel's been getting booked heavier and heavier over here like she's the current fierce females internet champion and she's a former uh, EVE pro wrestling tag team champion she's the current empress of phoenix as well so it's not like she's not got the credentials behind her she is also an NXT UK superstar as is Valkyrie and see when it came to like the actual match itself I think if you don't understand the whole thought process behind the Woke Queens. Mm-hmm. Like me and Quacky discussed this quite heavily on Alba Graps, um, because we know that most of you guys actually didn't see the pre-show match. So when it came to people like we were just, they didn't really seem to care. And that, it, it actually deeply upset me because people just seemed to be all in on Kaylee and Angel just because they were the hometown girls. And it didn't, it didn't really get through with Debbie and Valkyrie like you've got to actually understand the gimmick to actually appreciate it and I think like, people that don't appreciate it 
you don't understand it. Yeah, and then yeah. Rudolph put out a tweet that well, exactly what Rudolph, you said. They're, they're actually Ashley Smith's favourite tag team as well. We say that you mentioned the vignettes that's happening to introduce Valkyrie to NXT UK. Mm-hmm. I don't recall anything happening once it was announced that the Woke Queens were going to wrestle in this match at ICW to introduce this new team to the ICW no, audience. No, I just said, just said Woke Queens because they were meant to appear at Gonzo at mm. one time, um, but due to out, out with their control, they weren't getting, they weren't yeah. going to get booked at Gonzo. And this is basically just like a makeup. It's yeah. like yeah, the Woke Queens. It's like unless you know who you are, you're not going to care. Yeah, because I seen Debbie wrestle the night before at Reckless, mm-hmm. and she went down a treat there. Um, but yes, if folk had done just a wee bit about the Woke Queens, because their entrance is amazing. Never mind that. Never mind that. I said that I thought that I would get them in all their Abba goodness, and I did. Mm-hmm. And so. just seeing like the chemistry between them, yes. it's fantastic, and it just kind of shows that how like how well a well thought out team together can be, and then Kaylee Ray and Angel Hayes were good together, but you can see that they were just thrown together mm-hmm. rather than an actual tag team like the Woke Queens. Yeah. And the fact that they came out with cups of coffee, they're just like, they're my kind of people. Cups of coffee to Abba and dance. Yes. They're, they are my kind of people. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler for you, Debbie dropped her coffee cup near where I was sat, it's empty. Oh. There's no <gasps> actual coffee in it. Yeah, that's because she downed it. She had a fucking down her coffee. Not tequila. She got to, got to drink her coffee. Thank you. Thank you, Quacket. So, guys, I think we can all sort of sum up by saying oh, we, need, we need more competition in this division. Absolutely, yeah. 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 yeah, nice one. Nice one. Right, next match. Some people's match of the night. Um, potentially was the... The tag team match for the tag titles, the street match between the Thugs and Fight Network. Well, yeah, it's good for what you got to see. Let's talk about that first then. Well, we can see. About, <laughs> let's talk about that then before we talk about the match. This is the second year in a row we've done a, a street match and we haven't been able to see what's happened. Well, it's not even, a, it's not like it's a year between them. Yeah, the other last, one was in the November, wasn't it? Was it was like the, yeah. the last show they did yeah. in that particular venue, which mm-hmm. makes, it, makes you question because one thing people can say about ICW, regardless of what you think, is the production spot on a lot of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. the quickness they boys and girls put out those shows mm-hmm. on their on-demand service is absolutely unbelievable. They put yeah. that on-demand before the Super Bowl finished. Yeah. Which yeah. is crazy to think of, but when it comes to something like that, you need to check these that's something you need to kind of check before. Uh, they may have checked it before the show, we don't know, but the fact it's happened twice in a row when they went out of range, it's a bit of a disappointment, especially when people are paying such and such amount of money to actually go to these venues. You want to see everything, you at least want to see it on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, this is what I was saying, like when I was sitting watching it back on the band, so I was like, oh, I wonder if we will actually see it on the band yeah. if, if we managed to, to save it. But I think, like, see, the, I think ICW. Did they? No. No. no, they didn't. No, didn't work. Mm-hmm. Just a whole bunch of um, fans that you can see on the screens. But I think, like, see when you take it back to like the older days of ICW, and there was like street fights and false count anywhere, you'd have the fans clambering to follow the action around about, no matter where it went. Yeah. And I think that's what they're maybe hoping for, that people are going to start scrambling outside to watch this, like... But most of the time it's like... There's too many people. Too many people, but also... How dare you not have your spot at the barrier? 
Well, well, can I just say, it would have been dangerous with how squashed some people were at the sides. Well, like, people like standing mm-hmm. in front of the ring would have been fine, but how packed and everyone was at the sides, it wouldn't have been safe. It was interesting you brought up that fact about Sarah, about people falling out, because in the last week the, the video has resurfaced online on a Glasgow Live and an article on it about uh, Drew, yeah. Drew McIntyre fighting Bridal and Mary Hell outside the ring, and that yeah. that made that, that did well for Glasgow Live because that was a story of this guy's went this guy's went about yeah. Mary Hill streets. Mm-hmm. So it obviously when we wanted to try and do something like that, but as Stacey says as well, the street fight, that kind of street fight would work if you've got a bit more space to kind of work yeah. it. That type of stuff works well in the garage. Yeah. Especially at a lot of the garage shows now that don't sell as many tickets for it, it's a bit more safer, but that area we were stood in, it was like a bottleneck. Yeah. yeah. You could not move. I mean, the point, the blooming, the point where the match ended happened when they were that area. When they when they eventually spread mm-hmm. out again, you were, you were just as tight, you know? Yeah. So, but so. But at the Barras as well, that's a good place to have a, a street fight as well. There's a, good, there's a good bit at the back, but for actually what actually, see when you watch, you can actually see the stuff that they're doing outside and the stuff that were, the brief stuff that were doing the ring. Yeah. There was a lot of innovation between the two teams, I thought, yeah. which was yeah. really good. The fight network are so underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, underrated. The fight network are mad. The improvement in their work their characters somebody said to me during the show that like Krieger looked like he was in amazing shape the work those guys have been doing is tremendous and it's really you think like not that long ago the Fight Network were a comedy yeah. act mm-hmm. yeah. and now and the things that the Purger put themselves through that death match those monst- monster monster cans. cans oh my god I still can't get, oh. <laughs> get that out of my mind one of my children is still terrified of crowbar. Friend <laughs> 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 on the show yeah, that he was going to get because up. Ross grassed her in. Yeah. I was I was terrified of crowbar like it launched into me. Then that kind of set that point where the fight spread oh, out. That would have been amazing. I think it was the nearly, <laughs> the nearly whacked the nearly whacked our uh, newcomer to the podcast, Jack Green. One of the actual funny bits about it, I don't know if Stacey you, you or Kwaku seen this, but there was security guards kind of stood near that fire door uh-huh. and see the point where they went to the back mm-hmm. they've been they've obviously been told to stand there for a reason so they've seen them go to the back and they're like oh let's move we'll, we'll move with them never came back <laughs> <laughs> didn't know the spot that the spot was coming <laughs> <laughs> see um i'm gonna say this now um I think Krager looks like a world heavyweight champion. Yes. Alan Malukas said that to me on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. He said he called it within a year that Krager might be in the title picture. Mm. Yeah. He's put a phenomenal amount of work. I think he's mm-hmm. going with the East and Reese workout schedule. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, the quintessential plan. I don't know if it's called that. <laughs> when, when, on completion, you get the pre-mark jacket. <laughs> 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 if it's Ross's, if it's Ross's one, I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. So, good match, but wrong type of match potentially, would you say? Or I mean, they did have a death match at the Fight Club table, didn't they? Yeah, well, yeah. Looking Sharp versus Crowbar. Yeah, the one one match. Ah, uh, the Bloodthirsty one. <laughs> Seeing oh. this match, I just loved it how Crowbar was locked out and he was banging on the fire. Oh, well, I think he locked himself out, though. <laughs> he was banging on the door. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> like, yeah. 
I think Jack was really tempted to let him back in. No! He just, just kept looking. It's like, it's like, don't let him in! Don't you dare! And then right the other door, and then the point of the, the match ends, you just, Jack just opens the door, just like, he's gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and then, I think, I don't know if it was Jack that said it later on, but later on in the square goal where the fight, the, the pods come out, I think it was, I think it was Jack that went, he was outside in the middle. He was outside in the middle. How did he get back in? Oh, bless Jack. He's so simple. I think it was Jack. I'm sure it was Jack. Well, it sounds like Jack. I'm going to blame Jack. Yeah. This would have, I thought this would have been the match to start the show mm-hmm. because it, it does have story as two teams that people are interested in we know that they would have went out there to steal the show yeah that's just the way these guys operate there's no limits to the crazy things they'll do but i think it's a good question about another another match rather than a street fight i think if icw are going to go do another street fight they're going to go outside like that they've got to make sure that we people inside the arena can see what's happening Yeah. Um, let's talk about um, the pubs. Did they hold? Do you, do you think they guys held the title for long enough? No. no. I'm, su- I'm really no. surprised they dropped it. I'll, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll, I'm really happy the Fight Network won it. Probably mm-hmm. most of the venue won it, but it's a really short reign. That, that, that they, had was, one, they had one defence on that console show as well. It was surprisingly short considering how long they were chasing it. Yeah. Yeah. But based yeah. on what happened later on the night, you can see why, why, they, dropped, yeah. why, why yeah. they dropped it. Yeah. Which we'll talk, we'll talk, we'll talk about, about that. that. We'll talk about that later on, and obviously, like you said, Stephen, the fight network they totally deserve this, and it's nice to see them it's sh- have it. It's a shame their moment get ruined by that no sock wearing oh. pain in the arse. Oh. <laughs> 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 for five minutes. Yeah, that's one thing that I'm. That could have worked in a backstage promo. Yes. Yeah. One thing I'm sort of worried about about this. Uh, I hope they're not going to get used as cannon fodder for Williams and Coffee to win the belt. Oh, I really, really hope. I think, I think if that does happen, there'll be an uproar. Yeah, in the terms of the fans mm-hmm. saying the things. Yeah. <laughs> these guys need to hold this title for at least a wee while, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll be throwing. Yeah. Forever. Forever. Forever and ever and ever. Mm-hmm. That would be that'd be good. But I see that just really hold the on the unused for it. But I, I thought this in my opinion, this was a match of the match of the night. Um and they destroyed the merch stands as well, didn't they? Purely Wilson, she was like absolutely terrified. Well, what about those fans? You know, the price of those two painters and and the SWG three—they're not cheap. Oh, I would be happy. If somebody tried to take that off me, I mean, I got scudded in the back of the heat at an ICW show. Let it go, man! Cheers! If somebody took that paint, I'd be raging. <laughs> well, I had a wrestler put their hand into my paint by accident, but they put their hand in and went all over them. They're just like, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> like what wrestler was it? Uh, it was during the square goal. It was uh, Kieran Cole. Did you finish your paint? Rude. 
Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One photo I saw yeah. David Wilson took, and I watched it. This was when it was cut off the screens, uh, Craig Ray ended up in uh, another room, and it was like some sort of ladies' night. Yeah, <laughs> it was like some hipster. Oh, there was, a, there was a sort of yeah. meal happening yeah, like in the room next door. Like, they, they must have just fought the nighttime stripper had arrived or something. <laughs> 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 there were uh, forks that started jabbing into crowbars, and then he's like, I've got a fork and I'm going to use it. You're like, <laughs> you're a little man. Really good, really good match. Yeah. Thought it was, thought it was good. Potentially, I would like to see the. I'd love to see them wrestle again, but maybe a different type of match. Mm-hmm. But I think obviously now you can see the two of them going in separate directions. You could see them having a rematch at a Fight Club. Yeah. And because yeah. I suspect there'll be a Coffee Williams title match at Shucks. Probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So overall, solid match. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Two, okay. two, two cracking teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, that's the first half of our square goal review done. Um, and at the moment, we're going to give you a wee snippet. We don't want to. We don't want to give away anything. But snippet of a man who we're going to talk about very heavily in the second part <laughs> of the show. Alright you rotten, smelly wrestling fans, it's this guy Kez Evans and you're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. People are buying shirts that say fuck you Kez on it, which I'm fucking raging at. Like, <laughs> ICW didn't run this by me one bit and, and fucking me late and comes out with a fuck you Kez t-shirt on and then I'm finding out folk are buying them. Hey, you should be getting a cut of that. Man. I should be getting a cut of that, that's my name, they're trying to be Spurs my name. For a bit of, a bit of cash. Had the match with Mikey Whiplash. That was good. I was really happy with that match. And then the next night at Hydro, he's like, come on in. I see you as the future. And I was like, you damn right, Eddie. <laughs> I am the fucking future. Going on from that, just wondering, what do you think holds for the future for yourself? Like, where My goal right now is to dominate and hold the Zero G division hostage. I want that Zero G title of William Thompson. Doesn't matter if he's the champion right now or if he is later on. I am going to hold that title and see all the names like Wolfgang, Lionheart, all those folk. When you see that title, you think of those names. I'm going to make promise on that that my name is going to be put in that list when you see that title. Yeah. I'm going to dominate the Zero G division. And then maybe afterwards, maybe if I'm bored, maybe go for a world title. Who knows? But right now, it is dominating the Zero G division. Mm. You heard that here first on right. the Street Super Detroit. And if anyone says, oh, he's too big, he can't do this, he can't do that, one, both the fucking coffees were Zero G champion and they were fucking great and they don't do flips. And second point, you saw what I can do. I can do flips. You saw me at that tribute show. I fucking planched over and landed my fucking feet. I can fly. I just choose no to. So fuck you fans, if he's going to put up your glass like, eh, actually you can't be ZUG champion, fuck you, I can be whatever I want. Hey this is Quacko. And this is Sarah. Just a quick message to remind you that you should subscribe to our extra feed on Suplex Retweet Extra. Yeah, come and join us over at Albuquerque Grap where we will be breaking down all Scottish wrestling and also giving our brave hearts of each month. Yes, for that and much more, make sure you're subscribed to Suplex Retweet Extra. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. Go! 
Hi everyone, welcome back. I am joined by Stacey, Gary, Stephen, Sarah and Kwaku and we are discussing the square goal. Yay! Um, just like to say thank you to Kez for our break there. Um, Kez actually done an interview with Andy Mitchell five months ago and he told us so. Mm -hmm. He did. Did see the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He did, he did. Tell us. This guy knows his stuff. He does. <laughs> he really does. So, next match on, um, good night Andy, it was the men's heavyweight title match between Stevie Boy and Noam Dar. Now, one of the things we've been talking about a lot on the show as well has been storylines before it. What do you think of this one before it stays? See, I was looking forward to the match, but I wasn't looking forward to the match as well because I didn't really see much of a storyline behind it. It just seemed to be another match thrown together. I feel like a felt like an exhibition in, in the build up to it because you didn't the thing is you don't we don't really know we know the same Norm's back mm. but we don't know the extent yeah. of what he's back. I mean granted he did that show at the end of the year but he might have just been back to see his mom and dad for Christmas. <laughs> you know? Is he gonna be back in March time, you know, is he gonna be back you is know he back for good, what about in the what about in the summer when he's partly still got uh still living out in America at times as well, still got that. So apparently I'm not hundred percent sure on that one. So it kind of felt like it was just an exhibition to help put Stevie on to start with. Um, I'm a bit different to you guys. Like the only flaw that I saw was the Fear and Loathing match, the triple threat, because that was all originally advertised as the number one contenders match for the Zero G, mm -hmm. and then Noandar wins it. But then he's promoted to like he's. Yeah. Like that, that bit's removed, so then he has a match against Andy Wilde for the number one contendership. Mm -hmm. For that's the only flaw in it, yeah. That's kind of like the thing that yeah. I was meaning about. Oh, okay, fair play. But like for me, the video package that was put together sold it for me because yeah, I love that, that video package. Had that, see, when they actually came out, you mm -hmm. had the big match feel like yes. the pyro and the smoke mm -hmm. and that type of stuff. You actually felt like this was. They put up, they would make you present. If you were up to start match alone, you'd think that was the biggest match in the company system. Yeah, on, yeah. on paper, it was kind of like an ICW dream match in terms of the roster. And you could see the sense that Noam Dar is a star, he looks like a star. You could see the benefit that he's had from working at, in WWE and yeah. being able to train full time. Heading into the match, I. Sarah's description of it was it you said the exhibition match or was it Stacey Stacey sorry sorry folks sorry honey <laughs> Stacey and Sarah will be offended by that <laughs> I kind of forgot what I was going to say there um, yeah, the exhibition match part of it is true. I, for, for those reasons, I found it hard to get into because I thought the outcome was very predetermined. I thought it was going to be a successful title defence. I was wrong. I like the unpredictability that, with the ICW's thrown out this year. I thought it was interesting when you, you think back on it now because when you think back all the way back to Shugs now where Stevie became the champion Stevie was not supposed to be the champion in summer last year but circumstances dictated that that was the direction of travel mm -hmm. so he probably you know, in terms of booking ICW maybe didn't think that he was going to be the champion for the long term that was a short term fix and they've got a different 
road for him to travel, which is the direction that we might now be going on. I think it was like, it, like what Quacko said, it was extremely strange at the fact that that three-way match was advertised as the number one contendership to the Zero G, yeah. mm. and then after it was just like the next garage show, it's like, well, they're going to have a match for the number one contendership, and they're going to have a number one contender match for the World Heavyweight Championship, and you're sitting going, wait, what, 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 what happened here? Who made cha- who made changes and didn't tell us? Like, it just felt like, just really, really unrehearsed, or it's just like, ah, uh, you know what, screw it, no one's going to remember, chuck that idea in the bin. If we don't acknowledge it, no one's going to remember. That's how it felt. If you, if you take that part aside of it, though, with the match itself. Yes, well, the match itself was great. The match itself is really good. I'm, I'm quoting the great Chris Murray a lot in this show today. <laughs> Chris had some great tidbits of knowledge across. <laughs> he was clearly inspired by what was to come later with the Super Bowl. But he's Pittsburgh Steeler, that Grant nearly hit him about. But let's not talk about that. Uh, it was the moment when he, he said that Noam Dar, to him as a guy, who maybe wasn't quite there for WWE. Mm-hmm. But in terms of the ICW, he's kind of in that middle ground that he's absolutely. Now, especially the way he looks, the way he is as a performer. Big fish in a smaller pond. Yeah, it's just comp- no disrespect to the other guys on the roster, but mm-hmm. when you look at Norm Darn, how he presents himself now, how he comes across the man, he's, I don't remember him being that. He's got nice arms. That's why I looked at you in that particular, but he is shredded. <laughs> he's shredded like anything, you know. I mean, yeah. I think it was also like the, it was the unpredictable outcome of that match, because like Gary said, I was the exact same. I went into the show going, Nah, no titles are going to change hands. It's, yeah, it's yeah, the like there's always like that one pay per view, like if like with WWE where you're like nothing's going to change hands, like this close to like a big event. So that's that was my whole idea. I think it was more the fact that see, I went and marked out when no one got pyro because I was like holy crap, I was like no one got pyro, mm. and then Stevie just got smoke, and you're like, well that's a bit. No, of but it's still smoke. The smoke, smoke, the smoke kind of suited them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, it was a bit. I didn't like the part where this. He was in the smoke, right? And you thought, right, he's gonna come out from the smoke. Yeah, the it smoke just, died, and then he just kind of. He wasn't there yet, and then he came out. But that's, yeah, a, like that's, that's a minor yeah, thing. That's, it still, it still looked it cool. Was quite, it was quite mistimed, yeah. But I think it was more because I don't think anybody in that building had any idea that no one was going to take that. Yeah. But I think it was probably about time, because like, see when they said no one's back, they actually said he was back full time when yeah. they announced um, so it was, it was going to be sooner rather than later and I think that's probably what one of the original plans was until circumstances stopped it from happening mm-hmm. I do think that's one of, one of, one of the original plans like, further down the line so. see on that like light in production that I'll give props to ICW because in the pre-show the strobe lights was way too much. Oh yeah. my god, oh, yeah. like, that gave me a headache. Yeah. So, uh, particularly for Kaylee Ray's entrance, it was really, really bad and it, it, it took me back. Um, in fact, it was, I think it was uh, two or three years ago, Square Goal, somebody actually fainted uh, next to me when looking at B, uh, BT Guns entrance coming mm-hmm. out because the strobe light was really, really bad and then they calmed it down. Like they start flashing lights, obviously, but it was it was very intense. It was like very, I've, yeah. I've, oh, I've not, yeah, very yeah. That was a good. I was glad I was sitting there. Yeah. Good build up to the match, the trial and stuff like that. Um, during the match, um, 
same, same what you said, Gary, there for me, it's sort of like a, a dream match for me. I love Stevie Boy, but no doubt, put the team together on the right. Doesn't disappoint. The only thing for me that sort of I didn't like about it was Davies interference. Oh. Yeah, it seemed very, very pointless in that yeah, it was exactly. going to be like, I was. I was kind of going, oh, is this David going to turn on Stevie already? Like, that was my initial thought. The thing, the, the worst part about it was, I mean, he comes out, does, it comes out, does a spear, and then when... Goes halfway no, up the ramp. Right, goes halfway up the ramp, Stevie does his moves, kicks out the two, and then just leaves. It just carries on, you know, like, I mean, if you kept him out there, maybe, or you uh, keep him out there, I don't use him at all. I, I actually got it, because it's, he's not do- interfering because... There's two elements I looked at is he did it so that because Noah was going to use the chair on the back, well, not that no longer badly, but the knee that has caused trouble in the past, and he didn't want that to happen. But also, he's given Stevie the respect that he's saying that he doesn't need to interfere too much for Stevie to keep a hold of the belt. I would say that there was no reason for him to actually get involved with the match. Like, see if he was going to stop no one from like using the chair. By all means, stop him from using the chair. Yeah, pull the chair away. Get into the ring and actually pull him out of spear. I soon I did not see the point in that. No, I was I wasn't I wasn't big. I, I wasn't big on it particularly because I thought the two of them were putting on an actual very very good match. Oh, it was yeah. a fantastic and, match. And it's the same. If you listen to a lot of people who have critics of the WWE style, mm-hmm. they do not like it. They don't like the fact that you get all this shenanigans with it when you compare it to the U Japan style. U Japan's just a very, very straight, very straight, which is why so many purist U Japan fans hate Jay White because it's all the shenanigans yeah. aspect of it. So if you depends on your likes, you know, if you kind of like the shenanigans part of it, you thought the feels is good. It's good when it's necessary or when yeah. it adds to the story, but that adds absolutely nothing I, to the storytelling. If Kaylee came in, mm-hmm. would have made a bit more sense. I thought personally, him and David just had that one. One reunited. Yeah, but there's history with them. Yes, it still didn't really make any sense. Did you like it? Did I like it? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say I was big on it, but I understood why, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, like, it's, it, it didn't really bother. Like, I'm only talking about it because it got raised, but yeah. like, I do get it because I do feel that he was just doing something to stop... Um, his friend getting re-injured again, that's all it was and also giving him the respect to say that he doesn't need a full-blown like interference throughout the match to retain his belt so that's why I got it. Dave had an interesting night he made some he made, he made, bizarre yeah. life yeah. choices that night. <laughs> talking about that. He made on the night as well. Um, Stace, were you surprised with the outcome of the match? In a way, yes. A little part of me was no, but I was like. See, I don't know because I kind of had in the back of my head thinking, oh, maybe if Stevie loses, then the Bucky Boys will come back. But, you know, that way I was like, but there's no way he is going to lose to Noam Dar yet. You know, that way I thought that it, it was going to be like a, like more of a feud between those two for it. But, I, I like, when Noam won, I was just like, I just turned around to Quacky <laughs> and then... Um, 
and the girl that was standing beside us and I was just like does that mean the Bucky boys are coming back? <laughs> I thought it was a massive shock and it's one of those moments where you almost like you you know, one of the things when I go to the res- wrestling with my kids that I'm jealous of is they just react to what they see. And as a fan that understands a little bit more about it, uh, you can think, oh, I, I can see why they did that. And so, you, you know, you overthink it. And in that moment, I reacted and just, you're shocked. In the way mm-hmm. I did yeah. not see that outcome, I'm not disappointed with the outcome, yeah. uh, but I did not see that happening. I thought it was a Big surprise. I thought it was. I was. I was also surprised by it, but I also thought in my head at that point. I thought, right, this makes the square go when a predictable in my mind at that point. I thought it was predictable for the square go. I thought they were going to end up going with the radar Andy Wild. Yeah. So did so many people standing in the area I was standing. They thought Andy's definitely winning this. Can't see anything else, you know. But uh-huh. as I'm, it's not like it's, it's not like a majorly shocked it's not like they've just pulled a guy out from nowhere it's not like a gender no it's yeah, not like gender yeah. let's not mention that name <laughs> Dave's not here it doesn't matter I know but you'll still don't care you'll still find it but no it was, uh, I was very happy to see Norman and probably he probably does deserve it for what he's put in and I saw oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that proper um, you know the guy in WrestleMania when Undertaker get beat I was like <laughs> and then my, yeah. my, my mate Robbie said he's like you're genuinely shocked by that and he's like I because honestly I did not expect him but yeah. that's a thing but yeah. I'm happy you know, yeah. because no one's one of the names where you'll be like you've never been world heavyweight champion ICW like he's one of those names where you'll look back and say wow but now it's happened so yeah I think it's good on him the reason why I was shocked as well is because obviously the WWE linked to him as well like yeah. you mentioned at the start um, him being away quite a bit and you know wrestling NXT UK and then potentially staying, also staying in the States as well which I thought you know this match will be a great match but mm. Stevie's retaining yeah I think that's like what added into the unpredictability like because I think every time like Steve was getting pinned I was like oh he's going to kick out and yeah. I started to like detach myself from the match I was just like no this is going to be boring and then it was getting closer and I was like right I'm going to start watching this again and then just that one time Stevie didn't kick out and I was genuinely shocked I was like wait what mm-hmm. and that's what's I think what's made them solidify that Noam is actually back and he's going to be back full time because yeah. I honestly don't think WWE or NXT UK has worked out for him right now it could easily have like a fairy tale comeback like Drew one of these days but I just don't think now's the right time for him so I think he is now just back legitimately he's not going to be working with WWE or NXT UK for at least a wee while now yeah. there's nothing left there for him right now he's got no direction there so oh, well with our wee pal Jordan Devlin now NXT Cruiserweight champion yeah I think I, I wouldn't write off mm-hmm. NXT UK for him I, I think, think just the- there's a lack of, like, the US they put, they put him it. in the, like, the sort of cocky heel persona. There's no baby faces to really go with him. He's went through Trent Seven, he's went through this person, he's went through that person, and Jordan Devlin is a full-blown nasty heel. Mm-hmm. It's, again, it's clashing of two different personalities, mm-hmm. where you really do need the baby face chasing the belt, mm-hmm. not just a cocky wee bastard going, <laughs> R.I.P. That sort of stuff. <laughs> Before we go with that, but this match, guys, um, quick, um, what happens next with Stevie? WWE, book him. Yeah, he may end up going to NXT UK. Mm-hmm. I could see something like that. I'm not sure about my ICW though, but... Yeah, in terms of ICW, it's a bit shaky. Bucky boy's back! No, Stacey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's Bucky Boys. No, I think before he had his injury, I think there was a legitimate contract for ready and waiting for him at WWE. Um, because I did, I do know that he did extremely well on his tryout when he did go. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me like that was what hindered it. it was just the fact that he ended up getting that injury and that he, he kind of screwed himself over by continuing to wrestle instead of actually just going out, getting the surgery or resting. And so, if not, he's going to be like babysitting Lewis and Aspen for a wee while. So, yeah. I, I don't know what's next for Stevie and ICW, but I don't think we should worry about him. But I think um, one of my fears is that Noam Dar's title defense doesn't turn into title reign, doesn't turn into Joe Coffey's zero G. Save pro wrestling! Which was, uh, you know, amazing matches, but he wasn't there very often. Mm-hmm. And ICW need their champion. Yeah. I think the difference is uh, no one's actually been there consistently mm-hmm. since them saying that's yeah. in that full time now. Which reassures me. Mm-hmm. I just hope yeah. that continues that way. I love the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yay! Yeah, fantastic. Um, massive surprise element of it, which is what makes a good title match. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I don't think I shut my mouth until it enters the square wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, now on that, let's talk about the main event. Can you do a nice wee intro to the main event? Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for the main event. Oh, I just want a bit I used to like you guys. That's a lie, I never did. <laughs> well, you don't exactly defend me, Stacey, so why are you showing me your ass? I'm here for your, for your intro. That's remembered. <laughs> so, square go Yes. Right, before it, guys, we had announced set numbers as well. We'll do numbers 1, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 15, 15, 20, and 30. Yeah. Too many, basically. Don't ask me again. I already have. I already have a big build-out with that before. Yeah. Don't ask me again. I don't mind one in 30 being announced, but I don't like the middle numbers. No, I don't want number 30 ever getting announced. No, I don't want number 30 ever getting announced. I think I'm quite happy to announce that. Announcing number 30 is only a good idea to do if you want to avoid a Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan moment, where the fans think they're getting one thing and you deliver something they're not expecting and they go mental. Like when Roman Reigns came out a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's too many people, and also it didn't carry through. Uh, Rumours a lot of the surprise, but it doesn't carry through in the stories because number five didn't come out when they were supposed to come out. And when you listen back to the show in demand, the commentators clearly forgot about it as well. Mm-hmm, yeah, because uh, they would say, "Oh, who's number one? Oh, it's BT Yeah, we all yeah. knew that. <laughs> I think it was also as well, like seeing the lead up. They had, uh, I think it was like maybe three spots that hadn't ever been like announced. There was 27 people actually announced themselves for the match and you're like, well, that's a bit fucking pointless now, isn't it? 
But it's just like, I'm gonna be in the square goal, and I'm gonna be in the square goal, and you're like, I don't need a shit if you're in the square goal. I want a surprise. Yeah, that's the whole point of it, it's a mystery element of mm-hmm. it, and you yeah. want, you know. I said I wasn't gonna have any meltdowns, but. <laughs> I had a few more, I had it noted down that there was a few more surprises than I think you had. Because I had, uh, I had maybe six names in the Well, one of your surprises was announced the night before. Right, I missed that one. show, and, but. Most of them were most of them were surprising. Probably the Four. biggest, probably the biggest one is the number no, one in your list, I've number seven in our hearts. We'll I've got three that genuinely were surprises that you yeah. did not even know that they were there. Quite okay. um, Four. I can understand what everyone's saying because I'm like that. Like I don't want the surprise okay. of the Royal Rumble. However, you kind of, if you can understand it from a promoter point of view, and that you use if you need to accelerate ticket sales at certain points because you always look at the graphs between this point last year and all that kind of stuff and if you want to I'm just speculating here but I suspect maybe right that if you want certain ticket sales you may need to announce those kind of names I mean we're we're at this discovery this week where they wanted to have a show that was completely nobody knew who was getting booked whatsoever but they Others one name and I accelerated ticket yeah. sales. See, this, this is one of my gripes as well, though, is that GPWA, who are the training school for ICW, have managed to put on secret shows and keep a return of Liam Thompson secret. But how can, a, they know, how can they know do something like this? But there's a yeah. difference in numbers yeah, that you need to sell. It's a bit more scale. I mean, you've got folk like Sammy Callahan, yeah, right, okay, but it's, you've got an entire roster. That you're like, right, they're there full time, you don't actually need to announce. I take Quacko's point on board, I do think that, however, I do feel that they announced, like Sarah said, I think they announced too many. I think they maybe should have mm-hmm. maybe. It was just all the graphics that you saw. Yeah, yeah. The, the thing about it is, see if you look it up, I was having a look before the show about a lot of the wasted entrants because I can like get Craig them. Anthony? Well, you get the likes of, you got Craig Anthony, you've got Max Dead, technically was in there very long, it was Thatcher Wright, which. No, but no, no, no. I've got a great point about Thatcher Wright, which I'll okay. say later. <laughs> uh, you've got Nathan Martin. You've got Xander wasn't really in there long. Jake Chris wasn't really in there long. Aspen Faith wasn't in there long. Davy Boy, I don't know what was going through his head. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, look at the Patsy wasn't really in there long. So you've got so many of those yeah. wasted entrants. Did he set a new record yep. for the quickest elimination? Yeah. I thought Thatcher Wright was close. I think it was a record, but Fatsha was in the record. Fatsha was literally in and out. Yeah. Um, like, I do remember. Take, take away some of them. Yeah, no, I do remember. Like, it was my, it was one of my pals, uh, Ian Skinner. Now, he kept hitting to me. He's like, oh, wait for number 14. Wait for number 14, making me think it was going to be him. And see, as soon as that music hit, oh, you fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> it was Billy's commentary for Thatcher, right? It was. The greatest thing alive, like I said, yeah. I said, skin the bastard, yeah. skin the bastard, fuck like. your Brexit. <laughs> my, my problem is, it is, see if you're gonna do what you do at 30, we'll look at what's the point in doing the same thing at 14 with Thatcher? Yeah, yeah. exactly. I think it's more the fact that 30 was a complete waste as well, because this is where you're thinking, look at Pat's gonna get a push, he's gonna get a push in and out in two seconds, and you're like, well, what the fucking point was that? You could have done that earlier in the night. We're talking about it. It was just exactly uh, that, that it just felt completely wasted quick, in the whole build up. A quick point I'll actually make this is have a minor run, not as we ran to Sarah earlier on, right, okay, but cool. I hate the fact that in this whole big British wrestling scene, ICW, Progress, 
and Rev Pro. Arguably the three biggest in the UK are running a show on the same night. Especially when you've got a relationship that ICW and Progress have got, you think they could run sh to different shows. If you look at some of the names who were on that card for Progress, mm -hmm. you've got the likes of Karen Noir, Chris Brooks, yep. Jordan Devlin, Scotty Davis, Paul Robinson. Could you imagine the, the pop if Chris Brooks came out? Well, mm. Can you imagine the fact that Paul Robinson came out since we were supposed to get that street right. fight with him and Kid Fight? Dragonoff yeah. as well was down there in Cardiff, you know. Yeah. So can we rewind it back a wee bit? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Number one, BT Gun came out. Number two. It was the most obvious thing that was going to happen. Yeah. But it's still great when you see no fight. Oh, yeah. I mean,. I actually, this is what I said to Daniel, that I missed Simon announcing that he was actually bringing the bat because Sammy just started cutting his promo and I was like, yeah. I was like, was that actually a weapon? Was that actually a weapon? He was like, yeah, it was a weapon. I was yeah, like, are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't actually know until I went back on the band. I went, oh, I did say it. It was like six or, number six or seven of like, to I just turned into a weapon. Why doesn't anyone have any weapons? That's, with that's what I was like. I was like, no one's coming like, with a weapon yet. <laughs> the weapons, I, I think, flew way under the radar. Yeah. I think it's passy. ICW should just forget about it. Uh, but Sammy Callahan. I love the chop fest that him and E.T. did in the bits when he, he undoes his bulletproof vest <laughs> and then does it back up yes. again. No, no. But he is a dirty, dirty bastard. Oh, right. <laughs> Spitting in his hand, oh, no. grogging people, it's... the snot at the nose. Oh. And there's a great moment on it. Um, his selling, I thought, throughout the match with whoever he was fighting against was amazing. Mm -hmm. And there was a moment where Lewis Garvin had him in the corner and he did the Shattered Dreams to him. And Billy said in commentary, as he spat, Billy said in commentary, That's not saliva, that's jizz. He got hit so hard. <laughs> <laughs> a great line. JR can have, he's, Oh my God, he's broken in half. <laughs> but then, that's jizz. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that they mentioned there, BT gun, the injury angle, it's getting tired, isn't it? Yeah, it's getting yeah. tired. He was out the match for 23 minutes, sorry, Stacey. No, it's just, it's been done before, why does it need to keep on being done over and over and over again? Just have someone in the match if they're going to be in the match. Like when he came back, I think they could, he could chuck it like two minutes later. It was. Because he came out and then. He's chair off his own poor unsuspecting fan. And he had that. Aye. He had the weapon, which. What even was, was, was that? It's, it's, it's a little baton thingy. Baton, which oh, oh, like well, I But it wasn't an official weapon in the match. Yeah, but don't forget, ICW, it doesn't have really rules, so. Well, now they've acknowledged that they don't have rules anymore. Thank you. What do you think about this injury angle that they've done? Yeah. Yeah, it's slightly. Done, but at the same time, I'm not like I'm not like angry or anything about it. Like, because um, it's it got the payoff of the fact that it's their plan to deceive for me for a uh, bad company versus OVE, and that that would be a, that to me would be quite an epic rivalry if done right. So that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. That would be awesome. So let's have a look at some of the surprise entrants. I think the main one that everybody was shocked about was like Stevie said. Number seven, mm. coming down, Arrow Man Trend 7. Yeah, I think it was, it was amazing. Amazing. When that music hit, I was sitting there going, I know that music. I know that music. And I didn't slack and I'm like, oh wait, I'm in it. Like, I was the same. I, was, I, I, was, I
It was an amazing pop, yeah. and I got really excited for a moment because I thought, if Trent's here, <laughs> and the reason Tyler's going to be here, yeah. I, I, I never forget ICW for that. <laughs> That's why you looked for all those wasted entries. Got Tyler could have been there. Yeah. Tyler could have been there. Oh, dear. amazing. And some really nice storytelling in the bit. I loved the bit when Trent came face to face with Wolfgang. Yeah. Yes, yeah. As well, and a little nod back to. Mm-hmm. I thought it was hilarious when he was hiding good. under the ring apron trying to get like a wee sleep. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm hiding, you can't see. But it's good to see that um, he still hasn't got any better when trying to hit someone on the metal bits of the sides <laughs> and nice. then move still not and he luck. bangs his he- hand against that, that the metal bit. I was very so I was like, I'll just turn around and be like, oh, he's done it again, he's done it again. You <laughs> he hasn't got any more luck and you're like, oh, no. you tried, honey. It's the yeah. noise it makes, it's just so I know. brilliant. Oh, and just his reaction to it, it's just like, it's the same every time. And it's like, surely it must be getting, it must not be a sore now, no. the amount of times it's happened. It was the fact he came running all here, it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I'm just sitting going, what? <laughs> he just goes running holding his hand, ah oh, for fuck's sake, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, you hurt your hand. It was a good solid effort by him as well. It <laughs> he lasted for a while, Andy Wilde eliminated him, so yeah, he was he a bit, it was yeah. a good 20 minutes or something. Yeah. Yeah. The Wilde was twen- 20 in the rumble, was wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, Trent was. was number 7, so he was out just uh, not long after Wilde came about, in. Probably yeah. about a good 20 minutes. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Notice he got some booze when he... Threw over Wolfgang and Trent. He got a way yeah because they were there was a there was a lot of people who wanted them to eliminate other people. No, yeah. Andy Wilde was my number in the sweep, and when he eliminated Trent Seven, <laughs> I was so torn. I was just like, <laughs> why did? How dare you? <laughs> right, well Wolfgang was my number, and I was like, right, I'm not mad with that. I'm not mad. It's not going to be him that wins, but I'm not mad with that number. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the guys in it that was the uh, Iron Man was Alexander Dean. Yes. Good performance. Oh, yes. He was in. He was a sneaky fucker in that he match. I loved him in that match. Mm. But he, he, so he, good. he did a really good job at that one. I think it shows the faith that ICW are actually starting to put in him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it'll be, to see, it'll be interesting to see him and Andy potentially now. Yeah, he's he got two eliminations, didn't he? Dean. He eliminated Jack Jester and obviously Andy Wilde from pulling him. Mm-hmm. From the outside of the ring, it's, which looks like it's going to set up a little. It's, it's going to be a guys. good while. It's definitely set up some good, considering yeah. that Dean and Andy have been best friends or been really good friends for years. Like he, he spoke about it when I did that interview with him. Like the first chance we all got to like really hear him, hear from him, and he kept mentioning that him and Andy go way back. And you're like, this is this is some good stuff that's going to be going on. Hello. Lewis was in for a good bit as well. Yeah. Yeah. I want five. to talk about Andy first. Yeah. Before we went to Lewis. <laughs> 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 so I think like the fact that these two are pals and it's, it'll be interesting to see Dean's thought process behind eliminating Andy. It's basically like that if I can't have this, you can't have it either. Like that's the way it looks like going into it. Mm-hmm. And it'll be very, very exciting to see because like I said, the Great chemistry, good pals. So we can see where this one goes, and obviously it's got the hallmarks of a so really, excited. really personal rivalry, yeah. and mm-hmm. just be gritty, dirty, nasty. And I can't wait. It's yeah. going to be really good. Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait. 
the glimmer in your eye when you said that. Oh, but then, <laughs> this is when evil quacker comes out when I was like, yes. When he jumps off the fence. Yes. Um, Andrew Wild, well, do you, most of the guys in here probably thought he was going to win it. You thought mm-hmm. this was the right time for him to push the button on him. Especially not on one of them. Yeah. When are Yeah, <laughs> rival history but I don't know I think Andy's one of the hottest people in the company there's no doubt about it and one of the hardest workers but I just I just think that they're going to pull this trigger way too soon and it's just going to fall flat on its face or way too late way too mm-hmm. late is my fear I said yeah. the exact same thing you, you said Sarah said on Sunday night is that if not now when are they going to do it? When, or is this ever going to happen? And Wilde's been on a, a really good role. He eliminated, as we touched on, Wolfgang and Trent, two members of Wall and Hype. But I thought, why for ICW to get him out of the ring rather than have him in like the final yeah. four? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part of it, get him, you know, if he's not going to win it, have him out mm-hmm. a bit earlier than that. It looks like he's going to go on to Dean. I don't give up hope that he's going to continue to be a main event player or the expectation he'll be a main event player. I can see ICW maybe just doing a bit of a longer run, maybe going up to a fear and loathing yeah. moment. That could be a good potential of fear and loathing moment having known for him. Title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Title. Now, as Stephen touched on my chips just about five minutes ago, <laughs> <laughs> next guy I want to talk about um, Lewis Garvin. I think he was sensational. Mm-hmm. Great, great double elimination yeah. of the, yeah. the OVA boys, which I didn't mm-hmm. see coming. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that was meant to happen. Like, no. From what I've been told from said person. But they got a lot. They got a lot. They got eliminated, and then they had the scrap on. Yeah, the, it yeah. was. For, I've been told by said person it, that wasn't meant to happen. It was meant to be Jester who eliminated them. Can we yeah, but that's a better one than Jester, not yeah, yeah. Jester. I know, it worked out really, really well. Can we take a moment to say, uh, Jake Chris, that's the first time I've seen him. Same. Uh, I, I did not expect to see somebody dressed like Michael Jackson from Thriller. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, You're just a shitty Michael Jackson. And he, all that way, all, all that way to, to be in the square go for less than a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 just came out and just kind of puts a cheerleader for that. Yes. Speaking of Lewis Garvin, I've got some stats. <laughs> uh, now, throughout the square goal match itself, it will hazard a guess how many low blow or shots involving the penis there were. I, I lost count around about 20. Yes, about 24. A lot. It's 21. Oh. oh so I didn't you shouldn't have, have lost count. I should have lost count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just add one more. I know. I didn't like. I was Twelve of them were delivered by Lewis. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys know who took the most? Sammy who took Cal the most? Sammy Cal. No. Jason Reedman. No. Oh no, who, who came in? Oh, Dickie Divers. Yes. Ah. <laughs> Appropriately named. Daggers took five, including a mandible claw oh. from oh, Sammy Callahan, yeah. which I'm going to rename the Mandible Ball. <laughs> um, so yeah, 
21 edition. But included in the 21, I also included Kid Fight using his penis as an offence rather than the other also, way around. I think it was only 20 though. That still counts. <laughs> <laughs> I lost count at 20 and that's where it ended because that's where I lost count. Still counts. So yeah, 21 penis <laughs> dick shots. <laughs> Thank you for that. You said that we're on your way to these, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it, was just, it was just so funny. Like, it was, it was really thing. I know, I know, like, it's not, I know, I know, I know people that follow the Jim Cornette or Bornette's law of wrestling. I'm going to go, I hate that, I hate that. I found it funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. And it's, yeah. A, it's like a fun fact, Lewis has done that in every single square go and battle royal he's actually ever been in. True, right? It's Keep it going. Thing. Keep it going. So, waited two years to say this again, guys. <laughs> is this the split up of the Kings of Cats? Yes! Yes! Yes, it's happening. Well, yeah, see. My prediction I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. so. This was happening. I it knew was, it. It would I make a lot along. more sense if the Bucky Boys are getting back together. Mm-hmm. It would make a lot more sense if they split up. Steven? <sighs> yes, it's happening. Yeah, it's happening. It's going to happen. You're going to go up to said people who criticise you, whose names will not be mentioned at this particular time. <laughs> I'd be like, I told you so! Yes. It's going to be the single most greatest thing ever. Yes. I cannot wait to hear how Paul. Dare they, you. they need how to go, they need to change their action. I think, I think they need to change now. I think they've had an amazing run, they've been fantastic together. I just want to see, like I want them to be singles competitors again, that's yeah. what I really they want. Could, they stuff. could be, but they should not fight. Just leave each That's other because they're going to fight for custody of you, that's why. Well, they're starting to show, you know, just looking, they we used to always dress the same t shirts and, and the, the sort of ripped shorts, and then just, you know, slight changes in the ring attire. Um, it's still got the same flavour, su- though. It's very subtle. Um, the tension that was a bit surprised that it was Dave, Ravy Davy, they got the elimination on them. Um, Alexander. Uh, Alexander. Oh, Alexander. I'm even more surprised. Alexander <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, finally got his moment. <laughs> like Caspian kept saying, he's like, you could have called me to lose. He couldn't have lost his back was turned. He couldn't mm. see what was happening, so how could he have yeah, called him? Nicely done. I thought the tension, mm. the mocking, you could see that just had pissed off. But you've yeah. been noticing that's been happening over a few shows as well. Mm. Yeah. That there seems to be a bit of a falling out yeah. between them. Oh, so, nicely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stop it, you're dedicated, you're plotting. This is the only tag team that I'm happy that are going to be splitting up. <laughs> I'm plotting for I think it. We need to do it. Unlike the Rockers, which destroyed me as a child. Yeah, but this I is like just. Face. I think this is it's the like balancing the scales for you now, Derek. It is. This is the These guys need to go out and wrestle singles, I think, and build their way up from there. They've been amazing as the Kings of Cash. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They've brought the tag team division to light, um, held the belts for a long time in some sensational matches but I feel like it's time for the two of them Is this gloating in your part because of the stick you got two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> you got it, you got it. Like I can really say yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> brought out his dossier. Uh, he's got a list of names. <laughs> <told you> so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, there. can you see the future? Yes, and these glasses, I can see the future. You can see the future. Yep, right, so yes. <laughs> yep. Next thing. Um, when we were talking about the, the announcement of numbers beforehand was some of the people that Stephen mentioned before that some people would use for um, cannon fodder for some of the bits there was recounted between there was a number of tag teams involved in the involved in the square going recounted there was 10 
participants who were members of tag teams in total. Um, do you feel like that's a wasted opportunity for other people? Yeah. Do you think it should have been less and a, a few less than that? Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought uh-huh. Yes. Yes, they could have probably a lot more single guys who had a chance of winning it. But traditionally in the Rumbles you don't see a lot of tag teams. No. Generally tag teams are, you know, the reason the smoking guns were in the Rumble is because you had a monster like Fistera that needed some of them. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but again, understand because Square Goal can be cashed in on the tag team titles as well. So... You can't really say. Ah, but how, it's like who's it's like it comes down to a tag team, and what they're going to do play rock paper scissors score right. Okay, you lost, you go over the top rope, because that's how stuff's going to break down. It's a it's a fair point to make, Quack, because yes, that's the rules, but mm-hmm. nobody appro- approaching the match thinks about it. Titles. Do they? None of us. Oh, well, that 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 was um, that was Aspen's goal. He won. That yeah. was also Jack Jester's goal. That was also the 9-9 school. It was interesting though. Um, I still don't believe that was asked. If you add on game. the tag team wrestlers plus the ones that didn't last very long in the match, you know that's a good proportion mm-hmm. of the participants in this this match. Yeah. Now, in a rumble, there's always people that don't last long. There's the different parts on it. You stack it up, and then somebody comes in and clears house. That's generally the formula. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Things. So. Um, right. Like I just I don't genuinely believe that was Aspen's end game. Like I genuinely believe yeah, he said I want to cash in on the tag team titles. But I think he would, like if he had the chance he would cash in on Stevie. That's what I think was probably the end game goal. Yeah. If you look at the tag teams that were in it, so more than the three members of Molin Hype and two of them came in quite late in it. Their combined times I don't have it to hand, but it wouldn't be long. I would say that that was a missed opportunity not having all three of them in together. Yeah. 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 You could have had the more than hype powers actually activate properly. Mm-hmm. I love the more than hype boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're so funny. They're the best. They're good wrestlers as mm-hmm. well. My, my favourite trio going around right yeah. now. Easy. Right. Let's talk about the so happy. Stacey, I think we should just leave this to you. What do you go? Oh, honestly, it's like everyone, a lot of people around me were not big Kez fans. And then as soon as he came out, I was like, yeah, go Kez. They were like, if, if you. No, uh, no, that's it. Nobody uh, said that at all. None of us said it. No, um, no, no, no. So we're cheering away and then, and then it happened. It happened. He won, and then everyone was booing. We were all. I wasn't booing. Cheering. I was. No, we were cheering. I was it. Um, so. Alan, that shared the video of you two on Twitter. Me, that was me, a very intoxicated Ryan Gallagher. <laughs> oh, he almost talked to me when when Kez won. He like you were like yeah. The, the the moment of the evening was that the, as Kez went up the ramp, holding the briefcase, the cam. Nathan Fisher at the back just chipped up, started the chant of "You deserve it." <laughs> <laughs> to which the angry people Stacey reference went, "No, he doesn't." Yeah. <laughs> I think so, it was the fact that he had like that new singlet. I actually noticed like him and Noah were both wearing crushed velvet. It's like it's the, the attire of winners. Nah. Crushed, this is the crushed velvet. 
This is the type of analysis that people subscribe to. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> <laughs> they listen in for me talking about Crush Velvet and how much I despise the ICW women's division right now. Do you know what was perfect for me was the way he won it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think in terms of his, mm-hmm. I think if you're looking at it, like that's a bit, I understand what you're saying, that people yeah. say that's a bit crap, but I think for Kezzy's um, character, yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. But one point I've got to make as well, right? It's very dastardly. Mark yes. Dallas and Scott Reed seemed raging about the fact that he won. Yeah, when did If you didn't want him to win, why did he come down and distract? No, it's, it's more... When did Mark Dallas do a face turn, by the way? Before Fear Moving. Just on this point, you mentioned Mark Dallas and Scott Reed come down. Where's the ICW commissioner? This yeah, where, where was Carmel? Where was our darling commissioner? Yeah. Well, they... Maybe sitting the dogs, probably. Well, they, they, came, they came down... They came down because... Um, Lost my thought. They came down because obviously they're down to a final two, and they believe that one of their competitors is injured, so they need, kind of need to advise on what to do. And um, it was just that obviously Kid Fight was hanging about the ropes, talking to them, saying don't know what to do, and then that's when the case got back up. So I got it in that sense. I can see the point of Dallas coming down because you know he's the owner, but Scott Reed had absolutely no reason to be down there. Well, he's a um, well, most people would know who he is. I think is that yeah, my point when I mentioned the commissioner. Yeah, yeah. Carmel would have made more sense. Yeah, but not Scott Reed. I guess just Dallas's pal. That's all it is. On the one of the reasons I said I, I wasn't a fan of the of the finish is I don't remember some of the big wins Kez has had. Kez cheating to win. I don't. He didn't cheat to beat Dragonoff, did he? No. I it did. It was dirty tactics, but it was done smartly and not in a dirty way. It was definitely. Yes. So, uh, question, guys. Everybody agrees he, he deserves it. Yes. 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 Yep. When is he going to cash in? Whenever he wants. Good shit. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Just keep it for a while. Keep it, it in. Prolong it a wee bit. And I hope it is at one of the big shows. I hope it's yeah. not at uh, just. A garden show or something. I hope it. I hope he does it on a grand stage, <laughs> like he deserves. Or like when they forgot the Rudo was out, he's like, "Oh crap, we need to catch this in." Yeah. yeah. So do w- it now, do it now, do it now. In WWE, generally, if somebody has a long run with the briefcase, it tends to be the next person has a shorter run mm-hmm. with it, and the Rudo run, obviously, she touched on, went on too too long. Also, I don't know when. Uh, but with the fact it's on a, he- a heel, mm-hmm. it lends itself to more of those. Oh, is he going to cash in? You know, the, I can see mm-hmm. a few fake. Kes has all the yeah. fake right moments yes. coming up along the way. I may not be able to say when, but I possibly think it's going to be on the zero G. Interesting. Was that because you said it in the interview? Mm, possibly, yeah. Yeah, that he wants to take it by hostage. He wants to take it hostage. Yeah. Make it his. So or you know, if you tag, he can cash in and be tag team champion all by himself. <laughs> Look at him! I thought fork and I know how to use it. Oh, whenever he does cash in, though, like as bad as this sounds, I cannot wait to see other people's reactions. It's gonna be yeah. amazing, and we're gonna be awesome. And I, I'm gonna be quite fearful for people that are cheering for him when he wins. Best. They cash in. Like, 
I I always remember that one of the fake clubs we were at in the garage and Kes first came out mm-hmm. and you've liked him since day one. Yeah. So when he won, when he, I looked over to you from across the ring, yeah. across from each other. Yeah. And I went like to you, I point out you meant you're number one, not that you need a number one, but you are the number. You are being yeah. Kes's number one fan, so yeah. you must have been buzzing. Oh, so happy. So happy. Yes. Nice one. So guys, in conclusion, good show. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going yeah. to. Yeah, it was, it was a decent show. It wasn't the best square goal they've ever done, but yeah. it wasn't a bad show in hindsight overall. There was still a wee few bits that you work on. I thought it had a lot more surprises than I thought, well, than I expected, but I, overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think there's a few things that are shaping up to be really good, like some of the rivalries that have happened. Yeah. And yeah. this now, you know, we've got potential split up of a set tag team, we've got Alexander Dean, um, Andy Wilde, you know, we've got loads of things that are happening. DCT. I think it was a good show and a bit of a reset moment for ICW. It's now got lots of different angles going on, we've got a whole load of different champions, all those different feuds, a bit of a freshen up and actually we've been calling on ICW, or fans have been calling on ICW to do something different. I would like to give you know, credit where credit's due. It looks like that's where we're going to go with yep. it. There's clearly some scepticism amongst my colleagues here, but yeah, credit lot, where credit's due. A lot more avenues for, for new storylines, so yes. there actually is storylines yeah, exactly. for matches. And that's what you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any good show to come out of it is more storylines to come out of it. So, guys, on that, I think we'll call it time. All it leads me to do is say thank you, Quacker. No problem. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you very much, Derek. Thank you, Gary. You're welcome. First show that we've done together. Pretty much live. Both missed your mother's birthday for it. Aye, you missed your mother's birthday for it. (laughs) (laughs) When I told her how much I was getting paid to be in this show, she said, yeah. He's getting paid. Do you getting paid? (laughs) Why do you not? Yeah, I never paid. I never got his mum a birthday present to compensate. (laughs) (laughs) But did the rest of you not get paid? Oops. Oops. Move on quickly. Thank you, please. Thank you. Thank you. So, guys, we'll be back next week to discuss um, social media and wrestling hosted by our own Stevie Boy. Yep. Thank you. Yes. Um. Tweet me your comments. I am on Facebook, and that's some terrible plugging. Yes. You can moan at me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, wow. we'll be back soon. Cheers, guys. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips you know what you should be doing you should be going online you should be subscribing you should be listening to the back catalogue of eat sleep suplex retweet whatever the fuck you're doing that's what you should be doing i don't care if it's your mum's birthday i don't care if she's feeling contractions get on it right now